0: Welcome everybody to the final episode of the season. The 2018 Oscar season of Nav and Anu at the movies. Yay! My name is Yay! Nav Nanwa, and I am one of your final. hosts. It's a finale. It's a
1: grand finale. Yes,
0: it's the season finale. I didn't of think I this was
1: gonna make it.
0: Short-lived podcast. I didn't think you were gonna make it either. <laughs> but we are here. And we are ready for the Oscars, which, while we are recording this, will be taking place tomorrow night on March 4th, airing on CTV and, I think, CBS in the U.S.?
1: I have no clue.
0: Uh, yeah, we have no clue. We're just going to turn on the TV and just look for it. But very much excited to new This has been quite the journey, uh, putting out these podcasts, watching all nine of the nominees and sharing our thoughts on each of these movies and it's finally come down to this first and foremost uh you were really sick this week mm-hmm. and uh it's, it's never ending it seems. yeah i feel for-
1: like i've been sick this whole podcast journey
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like you've been sick this entire podcast run as well i've been sick as well i think we've both been sick but something I, in this house. Something in this house uh, is definitely making us both ill. But I think we're getting better, and I think we're ready for the Oscars tomorrow. Um, how are you feeling? Are you ready for the big show? I am ready. What are you looking forward to the most outside of the nominees <clears throat> and the winners?
1: I'm looking for the scandals.
0: The scandals? Well, it was announced well, that Warren Beatty and yeah. Faye Dunaway will be announcing best pitcher yet again this year hopefully to make up for the mistakes they made last year um do you think do you think do you sense that they'll they won't make
1: another mistake again are you kidding me they probably have like five or seven practice rooms just for opening the envelope and actually reading (laughs) making sure they have the right glasses
0: they're probably sitting with pwc as we speak just going over protocol on how to properly announce the best probably new protocol
1: now. Or yeah. updated protocols.
0: Updated protocol, yeah. Is PwC still the firm? I think yes, yeah, they are, yeah. They are. Um, but also, Jimmy Kimmel's back hosting it. Love that he, guy. Yeah, he did a great job last year. And I think, you know. This what are the year, chances
1: he's going to cry?
0: I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's quite the crier. I don't think he'll cry. Um, maybe he'll cry in just sheer excitement. I
1: know.
0: Um, but you know what? I think Kimmel last year, um, you know, the Oscar host has always been someone that you know historically gets scrutinized uh if they're not good no, and he's, I think,
1: he's an all-time favorite yeah
0: Kimmel Kimmel is up there with Billy Crystal as yeah. one of the best and you know he's definitely better than James Franco and Anne Hathaway oh um, my
1: god that was a disaster that was a disaster
0: didn't um Neil Patrick Harris do it one year and that was kind of meh
1: I like that one really I
0: didn't really like it I thought I liked Hugh Jackman one year Hugh Jackman did pretty good one year <coughs> Ugh. Yeah, it's just, apologies everybody for Anu's nasty horse cough. Mm. But we are getting set for the 90th Oscars. Uh, can not believe Oscars turned 90? I
1: believe it. It's yeah, been it looks, around for such a long time. Looks
0: pretty good for uh, a nine year old And the one thing that Anu and I uh, are going to be doing after the Oscars is we are going to review starting next week What? the Best Picture nominees from... The very first Oscars. Oh my
1: god, please don't. And
0: we're going to make this a recurring podcast no. where we literally no. watch every single movie that's been nominated no. for the Oscars up until last year because we already recorded the shows. Do
1: you want me to record this one or no? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be an awesome podcast. We should do that. I
1: don't think so.
0: You don't want to watch the, I think, I think the-
1: 89 of them?
0: The very first Oscar Best Picture award winner, I believe, was The Jazz Singer. That's a very famous. Movie. I don't
1: have enough time in my life to be able to do that. Why not? Unless you pay me to do it, I'm not gonna do it.
0: I know you gotta do it for.
1: I don't the gotta culture.
0: do it. You gotta do it for the culture. No, no. Yeah, it was the very first winner of the Oscar, the jazz singer. We we should we should watch that.
1: No, it's okay.
0: Why not? It's okay. She did this one.
1: It's okay. Can we move on, please? No, I want to
0: make sure I get. We we get our facts right.
1: By the way, while Nav is like looking stuff up because he's not prepared, um, the stage tomorrow is going to be filled with 45 million Swarovski crystals.
0: Really? Yes. That's quite the sponsorship.
1: Sponsorship?
0: Or brand integration.
1: What about all the crystals?
0: I think Swarovski... You have nothing
1: to say about the crystals being done with the sorry.
0: Okay, guys, I was wrong. It wasn't the jazz singer that was nominated I should I, th- I believe it was nominated, but it wasn't the very first movie that won Best Picture. The first movie that won Best Picture was Wings. <laughs> a silent war film set during First World War. Our credibility is totally going down here.
1: Well, but it's not because It starred
0: Sierra bow Charles Nobody Buddy Rogers, knows who these people and are. Richard Aryan Okay, now. Gary Cooper appears Let's in a small on. role which helped launch his career Ned. in Hollywood move on wow anyways well i knew it is that time where we reflect on the oscar movies that are not nominated for best picture this year
1: dude it's been like six minutes (laughs) seven (laughs) minutes into this podcast what, we're providing, we're providing historical significance over, around over the again. big show.
0: It's turning 90 tomorrow. We need to do this. Yeah,
1: but we still have two movies to review. But yes,
0: we do have two movies to review. Uh, we have the first one, which is Call Me By Your Name. Which no, is, that's last. No, I, no yes. it's not last. we got
1: to end on a good note. No,
0: we're not ending with that. We're going to start with that because we saw it, years, saw it a couple months. ago. almost like two months ago. <laughs> and then a movie that you and I watched last night called Phantom Thread. Um... Two, I would say, distinctly different movies.
1: Yeah, the kind of love stories? Well, one well yeah, they're, both love stories. Love they're both
0: love stories. They're both love stories.
1: Phantom Thread, not so much.
0: F- okay. Phantom Thread was a total love story. No, it wasn't. What do you mean it wasn't a love story? It uh, was
1: more based on the designer.
0: Anyways, but let's, uh, let's get things started. Oh, to see without my eyes. The first time I <laughs> Is there anything you don't know? Boundless by the time no. I you only knew how little I know about the things that matter. Build your walls what things that matter? White noise, what an awful sound. You know what things. You're saying what I think you're saying. shouldn't have said anything. Just pretend you never did. So first movie that we are going to review is Call Me By Your Name.
1: Oh my god, this movie.
0: Directed by Luca Guadagnino.
1: <laughs> no! Guadagnino. Guadagnino.
0: Luca Guadagnino. Guadagnino. Yeah, Guadagnino. sorry for butchering your name, Luca. Uh, fantastic director. Call um, him Luca. Starring Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Chalamet, former uh, boyfriend of Madonna's daughter.
1: Cool story. Also
0: in Ladybird that we talked about last week.
1: Yes, where I was crushing hard.
0: Yeah, Anu has a has a crush. I have on the biggest crush Timothy. on this guy now. You know this guy's quite the baby. I think he's only 22 years old. Doesn't matter. He's a youngin. Anu, he and he's this... trying to be a cougar also stars michael stolberg who is the oscar best pitcher MVP, and you and i have decided you know from boardwalk empire he was
1: showing up everywhere
0: call me by your name he was in the post he was also in uh shape of water uh he's crushing it he should get an honorary oscar Tomorrow for just making good movie choices in his career. No,
1: did, he didn't get nominated, right?
0: No, he didn't get nominated, but he did really well in this movie.
1: I know he did.
0: But for those that are not familiar with *Calling by Your Name*, I'm going to read the brief synopsis. Oh, this is... <laughs> it's also based on a book too. Uh, it's the summer of 1983, and uh, precocious <laughs> came precocious. Precocious seventeen <coughs> year old Elio Can I just say Perlman,
1: Can I just say
0: I'm reading right starting
1: now. next season you can read off of Wikipedia or IMDB. Why not? Because clearly they use really big words that you can't pronounce. It's
0: okay, it's okay. Anyways. <laughs> it's the summer of nineteen eighty three and precocious seventeen year old Elio Perlman is spending the days with his family at their seventeenth century villa in Lombardy, Italy. He soon meets Oliver, a handsome doctoral student who's working as an intern for Elio's father. Amid the sun drenched splendor of their surroundings, Elio and Oliver discover the heady, beauty, heady of, beauty of awakening desire over the course of a summer that will alter their lives forever. Uh, so, Calling by Your Name was uh, premiered actually at TIFF. Yeah. Um, actually, well, it was actually premiered at Sundance last year, over a year ago. Um, But then it made its way into TIFF, and it was actually one of the top TIFF movies, I think. It was, yeah. I I don't know if it was on our list or not to watch it. It
1: was not, but I think as people were watching it, we started to hear about it. And uh, by the time those tickets were sold out.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was. It was definitely interesting, and uh, I, I actually knew a couple people that had seen it and said it was really good. And, you know, I wasn't uh, too surprised when I heard it was nominated for Best Picture, based on the feedback that I heard um, mm-hmm. on the movie. So uh, you and I decided to check it out. Um, I think we were both familiar with Army Hammer as being one of the Winkle Boss twins yeah. in the social network. Um, and you know what? You know what's crazy about Army Hammer? I feel like since the social network he hasn't really been in memorable movies no i think this was a a, a definitely a movie that's brought him sort of back into the forefront because um all i remember is him making some very odd choices after the social network i think he did like this weird disney movie with johnny depp really and it just did uh, no this is a
1: good movie for him i think uh I thought Timmy Chalam- Chalamet totally stole the show. Yeah, like well, t- I was just, I I could not stop watching and replaying this movie in my brain. Yeah, you're and, and I you're still continue. And the the what is it called? The soundtrack of this movie is so amazing. It literally takes me back to. Italy. Well, even though I've never been to Italy, but <laughs> <laughs> takes me back to the movie every single time, and I just every time I listen to the soundtrack, I feel like it's summer, and it's like I'm lounging by the pool, and I'm in Italy or something.
0: Yeah, I know. Certainly, the soundtrack was amazing. It was uh, uh, predominantly a lot of the songs that were featured, but by um, you know folk artist Supon Stevens, who um, you know. Uh, if you watch This Is Us, you probably have heard some of his songs within that. Uh, someone who has quite the cult, I would say, indie folk following, um, but I think he, you know, I think his music did a great job in, in, in really painting the picture and really showcasing the movie and the story between Elio and Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, overall, I I personally felt... I loved the way this movie was shot. Mm -hmm. I thought the delay in some of the camera shots, the colors... um,
1: Some of the scenes were actually blurry.
0: Yeah, some of the scenes were not in focus.
1: Which kind of made it so raw.
0: Yeah, it it had a very raw feeling to it. Um, You know, it's almost almost the kind of movie you think about when you think about indie movies yeah and and you know actually before you and I know well, it was this podcast. supposed
1: to be like it's an independent right? oh yeah totally they didn't independent spend movie. a lot of money on it yeah so they
0: like... spent uh, about 3.5 million you, yeah you and I watched the video uh, talking about it earlier and that was you know what it said that the movie had spent but you know the one thing I'll say about this movie um, you know first and foremost um, you know it was it was quite the love story um, mm-hmm. Because you know, you can tell it was two people who just had a general interest mm-hmm. in each other, and there was some type of weird chemistry going on. You know, as soon as Oliver, you know, arrived at Elio's family's house, and then from there, you can sense that there was something there. Yeah. And and you know, the one thing I really liked about the story was, you know, at first, um you didn't you didn't think it was a love story right away if you hadn't seen the trailer obviously but mm-hmm. you know at first you almost thought hey is is elio jealous of oliver you know yeah. is, he, is he you know is he almost as if you know why is this random intern staying at our house yeah and then slowly as you know the movie went on and and really built the story You started to see this love story sort of uncover and just how obsessive Elio was becoming with Oliver and then soon later we found out that you know Oliver was feeling the same way
1: yeah and that obsessiveness is like so teenager-like and that uh it almost I feel like we all can kind of relate to it when you have that that first crush that you ever have and then you fall head over heels with this fall in love head over heels oh my god I can't even talk you're just, you just can't stop thinking about this person, right? And then you know that they're gonna be around you. And so you spend literally every second thinking about, okay, what am I gonna see them next? Oh, are they gonna come, be coming by here? Oh, will I see them here? And there was a, a, a scene in the movie where they had where they were supposed to meet at a certain time mm-hmm. and all Ellie could think about was that yeah. no matter what he was doing he just kept looking at his watch he was drinking coffee he kept looking at his watch and it was just it took me back to those days when you had your first crush and yeah. you just couldn't stop thinking about it so it's very relatable in a way to see it from Elio's side but then also from Oliver's side who he knows that he's a lot older than Elio and he wants to respect where elio is coming from and elio may not necessarily be understanding what's happening to him right now and trying to go through his feelings so i found that to be so interesting and i just was in complete awe of this relationship and yeah
0: yeah i know i totally get what you mean um you know it was almost interesting to see oliver um very reluctant as well when when Elio sort of was being up front with him him, especially since Oliver is you know working with Elio's dad on a on a Reese project and Mm -hmm. and just sort of understand the ramifications that come about Um, but you know I also thought Michael Stahlberg and uh, who who played Elio's mom I don't know Um, the other
1: thing was this movie um, although there was you know dialogue most of the scenes were pretty quiet and mm-hmm. so, you really had to... You really fed off of the actors' energies. Yeah. And the way they were performing and the way they were looking at each other. And it was just so real. I I absolutely love that. And I think it's not easy for actors to do that. And I've always said this. When you can say a million words without saying a single word, it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Amira Kazar was... Uh the lady who played Elio's mom. And I thought, you know, both Elio's parents did really well in this movie in regards to playing a supporting role yeah. and sort of leading the story on. Um, you know, I, you know, we talked about Sufjan Stevens' music mm-hmm. sort of standing out, especially, you know, he had three songs specifically that you could tell were intertwined with just certain moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I would also say the overall, like, score... And even some of the other songs that were placed within the movie, you know, did a really great job in um, really moving the story along. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, the piano jazz influence that you heard in the very beginning, mm-hmm. um, whether it be, you know, some of the 80s rock that we you and I uh, laugh about, you know, yeah. the Psychedelic First song. Yeah. Um, you know, in an epic scene where Army hammers, uh, just dancing
1: you know, away, cutting a rug. There's an actual gif.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's an actual gif as well. I mean, we can talk podcast.
1: And there's short shorts. Yeah, yeah. Very, long, very eighties.
0: Very, eighties attire. And Converse. Which, which again, you know, the fact that it was there wasn't a lot of. Um, it didn't seem like they really focused a lot on on the production quality, and a lot of it was grainy. It had that sort of old film feel to it yeah. as well like yeah. you like you were watching a movie from the 80s um but you know overall i thought it was a pretty good movie i know you're obsessed with it what
1: you think of the peach scene nev
0: what scene the peach scene oh the peach scene no the epic peach scene um it was interesting <laughs> uh, i don't know what what to really say uh lao again is is what i think uh, depicted as a 17 year old you know yeah, uh, teenager trying to find himself so yeah again i think you know sometimes people just get curious
1: i know i wasn't i did not know that that scene was in there but totally saw that coming but there are lots of other peaches around too
0: yeah yeah i I guess you know it's just like american buy
1: yeah and you know what i found out that that actual house which is beautiful
0: yeah that house is nice
1: is on sale
0: oh yeah well don't even think about it because we can't afford it we're going
1: to italy in july can we go see it
0: well, we we gotta go Wow. So I don't mean to yawn. It's only eight thirty five. We gotta go to Lombardy, Italy to go yep. see it. Yep. So northern Italy. But if we can make it up there, we'll see. But outside of all the accolades and all the nominations, we know that this is obviously nominated for best pitcher. Uh Timothy Chalamet is nominated for Best Actor um i i think this this kid has a very bright future i think this movie is
1: he's so talented
0: it's it's one of those movies i think is just gonna skyrocket his career and even if he doesn't win tomorrow uh, and we'll talk about our production our predictions a little later um i think this movie has a lot of potential in like really spearheading you know his trajectory
1: yeah sorry someone's fireworks
0: i guess so i don't know why it's this weekend though i don't know Any final thoughts on calling by your name? Because, you know, we did watch this a long time ago and you wanted to save it for the very last episode.
1: Definitely go watch it. Um, I would watch this movie over and over again. I'm probably going to buy the DVD, Blu-ray and yeah it's just a beautiful movie just wow. a beautiful movie
0: sorry apparently at the new york film festival it received a 10 minute standing ovation
1: yeah it's just it's one of those movies when it was done especially that last scene that last scene really shows you how talented of an actor timothy is and i was crying with him <sighs> i was just like oh my god what what are you not crying this is just total heartbreak it's just like looking at the fire and just crying it's just it's sad
0: on that note that uh let's let's move on and uh let's talk about our next movie You can sew almost anything into the canvas of a coat. When I was a boy, I started to hide things in the linings of the garments. Things that only I knew were there. (sighs)
1: Secrets. Good morning. Will you have dinner with me?
0: Yes. Our next and final review from the 2018 oscar best picture nominees is phantom thread <laughs> directed by paul thomas anderson or pt anderson like he used to be known as back in the day and uh you know for those who are not familiar with pt anderson he directed magnolia mm-hmm. he also directed punch drunk love so a lot of different movies. There will be blood. Another one that I actually haven't seen yet that I really want to see now. Um, but, you know, it stars Daniel Day-Lewis, who is quite the method actor. Someone who is very well respected. He's won the Best Actor Award three times already.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I uh, Anu, you should read the description for this. No. Okay, well, I guess I'll read it. Uh, The final description of the final movie we are reviewing here on this podcast. So Phantom Thread is set in the glamour of 1950s post-war London. Renowned dressmaker Reynolds Woodcock, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, and his sister, sister Cyril, played by Leslie Manville, are at the centre of British fashion dressing royalty movie stars, heiresses, and socialites debutantes, and dames with a distinct style of the House of Woodcock. Women come and go through Woodcock's life, providing the confirmed bachelor with inspiration and companionship until he comes across a young strong-willed woman, Alma, played by Vicky Creeps, who soon becomes a fixture in his life as his muse and lover. Once controlled and planned, he finds he carefully tailored life disrupted by love and uh this is actually uh daniel day lewis's final movie as he is retiring
1: did he say that
0: he did say that he announced it back last year in june that he is gonna retire mm. and you know the one thing i'll say about daniel day lewis is he is known to be quite the method actor mm. um you know actually when he won the best actor award a few years ago for lincoln in his speech to his wife, he actually, you know, thanked his wife, obviously, but he also said, you know, I know you, you know, when, when I'm going through these things, like going through these movies, you live with many different characters, and I appreciate your patience. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that can be said because when Daniel Day-Lewis gets ready for a role, he really becomes that person. And considering he is a, uh, you know, renowned tailor in Phantom Thread, I wouldn't be surprised if he took up tailoring and actually took lessons and and really I became this character. So let's try this again, because uh, we had some podcasting issues. So, Anu, mm-hmm. you, uh, in between this movie, turned to me and uh, called this movie a dud. Yes. And... I respectfully disagree, but explain to the listeners uh, your thoughts on Phantom Thread and why you felt that way.
1: So, one, I appreciated the story and the characters. I thought Daniel Day-Lewis did a phenomenal job. I just thought it was a bit too long, and they continued to prey on... The same old fact that he was a grump and that he was in denial about, you know, who he was in love with and uh, just kind of going back and forth around the same thing. So it was just, I found it a bit too slow for my liking. And um, I didn't. Th-
0: it's funny, the movie was only two hours long.
1: Well, most movies are less than two hours.
0: Not true, I So guess. this
1: was for the type of movie that was... I've, and it was all based on In the One House, right? Yeah. And so I found that to be, like, very one-dimensional, where I was just, like, kind of getting bored after a while. And... Uh, and there were times where i just didn't quite understand why his lover did what she did mm-hmm. until the very end obviously i found, found figured it out like well she wanted to spend more time with it but it was just odd that he accepted that and it was just it was i was just weird out by that
0: well somebody else that found it boring was jennifer lawrence Really? As I read an article saying, um, she was on a podcast. Actually she was she was on the Mark Marin podcast who Mark Marin was, was the individual who played uh the producer in the show Glow on Netflix. Hmm. And uh she told Mark that she actually watched the first three minutes and then couldn't watch any more because it just didn't move.
1: Yeah. It just yeah, it was a bit too slow for me.
0: And and you know, I think partly because I enjoyed it. it was I, I'm a big Daniel Day-Lewis fan, and I thought that he was very captivating on the screen. But also, you know, watching some of P.T. Anderson's past movies, like Magnolia, which, again, is also very slow. Yeah. Um, you know, I sort of knew what I was getting myself into because yeah. he likes to take his time to tell stories and really build characters. Yeah. Um, you know, he also made Boogie Nights as well, which was another movie that, you know, was considered slow, but it also, you know, put Mark Wahlberg on the map for many different reasons. Um, but overall, um, I thought it was—I thought it was unique. Um, again, I do like the way the movie was filmed. Uh, I thought Why? i, I just—I I, like the the emphasis on certain scenes. I like the dialogue. Um, I thought, you know, the scenery was was very nice. What scenery.
1: It's just a house,
0: yeah, but for example, when they were making the wedding dress, I liked how that entire scene they were all in in white and off white, and I like how that how that was a common theme. I also really liked um just some of the details, right so when you know uh, the first scene itself is you follow Dano day Lewis's character and he's getting ready for the day. And just the emphasis they put on the way he puts on his clothes and the yeah. way he puts on his socks and like
1: that's his personality that he's like very Yeah. Uh, detail oriented and, and, and he, mal- wants, he wants things to be done a certain way. Exactly,
0: exactly. And it's you know, catching on to some of the smaller things that involve that were very good and then obviously his sister almost being like the controller or the You know the operations person of the business, and just seeing the way that she operates as well was that was pretty good. Mm. Um, But overall, I thought the love story was unique.
1: Yeah, it was odd the way it started, though.
0: Yeah, it was very odd. It was it was there wasn't much
1: like it. Development. They they showed it like they had history when they first met in the in the restaurant. Well,
0: well, they made it seem like it was love at first sight.
1: No, they made it seem like she knew him or he knew her and that he showed up there because of her.
0: Yeah, and there wasn't really there was, too much development.
1: Yeah, and I don't know, maybe they're trying to portray, um, you know, how dating used to be back in those days. But you know what, what I did notice was when he drove to pick her up, do you realize what he did? No. Of course he didn't. He got out of the car, he walked all the way around, opened the door for her, and then he went back to the other side and started driving.
0: Really? Yes. Wow.
1: When was the last time he did that for me? It's
0: quite the gentleman. Well, this was also the 1950s. So? So, women like to be empowered.
1: Women also like to be, like their men chivalrous from time to time, okay?
0: Alright, well. Take notes. let's, Let's go back to the movie.
1: Take notes now.
0: Um, But, you know, the one thing I'll say about Phantom Thread going into it, No, I, I had heard mixed reviews about it. Um, I don't think anybody really disputed the movie. I think they disputed just storytelling. I also
1: don't see how this got nominated for Best Picture. Really? Yes. I, mean, I that's can where, see it. That's where I felt like, okay, this is a dud because I just don't. Like, how is this different from, you know, any of the other... Sh- like, compare this to Mudbound.
0: I haven't seen Mudbound, so I don't know.
1: Okay, well, I think Mudbound probably deserved it way more than this movie deserved it in the best picture category.
0: You know, it could be a situation where uh, members of the Academy are probably very enthralled by Dale Lewis's Lewis. character. Mm. And they felt it was a situation where one of the characters really carried the entire plot and but carried the movie.
1: The, the du- even the director's not nominated.
0: I think PT is best directing. No, I, believe he I don't is, think no? so.
1: So I was just like, this is this random nomination for random um, thread under best picture. is a bit odd to me.
0: I also was a big fan of the music. I'll say that um you know i think this year's oscars nominations you were
1: you weren't i
0: was yeah johnny greenwood from radiohead did the music for it mm. and i thought it was very well done oh, wait,
1: it is he is not yeah i figured pt
0: anderson pt anderson gets nominated quite a bit he's, yeah. he's one of the best directors out right now um but overall you know i must say i thought it was a pretty i thought it was a good movie i'm not gonna lie i liked the story of it. The um, of it i
1: was falling asleep
0: yeah i knew it was falling asleep um you know i thought it was different i really enjoyed the you know obviously the character of of the daniel Day lewis played and i also liked the the love story it was trying to convey um i liked the circumstances that the love story, or, or the or the love between you know Daniel Day Lewis's character uh, and, and his love interest for staying together, was interesting. Um, you know, almost this underlying story, which no matter how much you want to be independent, you know, in a relationship, there are moments of weakness where you need the other person.
1: That's right.
0: And I thought that was what was showcased. I think that was a great message for you to know as well. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, like, I, I would say, and you and I can talk about it a little later when we go through our predictions, but I, gu- I guess, you know, I think back to last year, how we ended it with Moonlight, mm. which won Best Picture. Um. Again, I, I think after watching this one as our last movie, you know, I wasn't... I, like my, my my overall opinions didn't change. Yeah. Like I, I was I was still very much like, okay, yeah, I think this is probably gonna win still.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But but yes, that was our review of Phantom Thread and uh I knew I think we should maybe just go into our predictions. Um give me a second. And again we are approaching the ninetieth Oscars tomorrow night So we did this last year and I guess we'll do it again. We're not going to provide predictions on all the categories because this podcast will be extra long. But let's do our predictions on the top categories. How does that sound for you? Yep. So, uh, well, obviously we'll save Best Picture for last, but let's start um, with Best Supporting Actress. And again um some of these movies or some of these performances we haven't seen but i guess Mm -hmm. you and i can use our judgment based on you know what we've you know heard and you know across all the different you know news outlets and entertainment you know channels but best supporting actress the nominees are can you get a drum roll mary j blige for mudbound
1: okay stop
0: allison janey for i tanya Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread, which we just talked about. Laurie Metcalf in Ladybird and Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Okay, you so said we,
1: Octavia in the most brown way possible.
0: Octavia <laughs> Don't discriminate. So you and I have seen three out of the five performances. I've seen Mary G. Blige act before. She's always been pretty awesome. Actually you've seen it my Bound, right? Yeah. Okay, really so you've good. seen Mary in that. Um you and I have wanted to see I, Tonya. We'll probably end up watching that after the Oscars. Um, but, you know, um, I think the favorite is Allison Janie, based on what I've heard. Yeah. Um, is, she, is, she, is she playing uh, Tanya Harding's mom? Is that the role?
1: I'm not sure.
0: But if I can... Okay, out of the three that I've seen in this, if I had to choose a best supporting actress... You know, without considering the popular vote, I would probably see Laurie Metcalf in ladybird because yeah. I thought she did really well as Lady yeah. Bird's mom.
1: Yeah, most likely. You should do it this way. You should say who will win, okay, and then who could win.
0: Okay. So for me, who will win? I think will be Allison janey because that's yeah. what everyone's been talking about her and her performance in *Tanya*. But based on what I've seen, who should win? I I could pers- or who could win? Um or who I think should win, uh, is Laurie Metcalf, because cool. I thought she did really well. What are your thoughts? I agree. With all that? Yeah. Okay. What about Mary G. Blige's performance in Mudbound?
1: Uh, she was good. I just don't think it was as strong as, uh, well, if we look at Laurie Metcalf, I don't know. It's, it's different, but... Mm, different, different, different uh, stories and different performances, I would say.
0: Mm. Can nice. you
1: hurry up, please?
0: Uh, best supporting actor. And the nominees are drumroll, please.
1: No, it's okay. William Defoe, The Florida Project. Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards. Richard Jenkins from The Shape of Water. Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World. And Sam Rockwell from Three Billboards. So it's
0: funny that Christopher Plummer got nominated because this is the role that he took from Kevin Spacey. Um, who do you think will win? And who do you think should win?
1: Sam Rockwell will win.
0: And who do you think should win?
1: Could win.
0: Who do you think could win? Uh,
1: Christopher Plummer.
0: Really. I'm gonna say sam rockwell for who will win and who could win um i thought he was amazing in three billboards outside ebbing missouri um it's it's crazy how in that movie he was able to portray someone you absolutely hated in the very beginning like a total scumbag um and then towards the end you ended up Having sympathy for this character, and I thought he did wonderful, and I think he should and could win. Mm. Best Actress, and the nominees Frances are McDormand. Hmm? Frances McDormand.
1: Francis McDormand. There's no talking here.
0: Anyways, Sally Hawk. Hold on, let's go through the nominees. Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Francis McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie for I, Tanya. Sergei Ronan for Lady Bird and Meryl Streep in The Post. So actually, well, yeah, we've seen four out of the five. And I think, yeah, I think we're both in agreement that Frances McDermott will win. Mm -hmm. Um, Best Actress. uh, You know, she's truly fantastic. Total, legit badass in this movie and uh, was phenomenal. Best Actor. And the nominees are Timothy Chalamet for Calling By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and another movie that you and I have to see is Denzel Washington and Roman J. Israel Esquire. Mm-hmm. Um, Who will win and who could win?
1: Gary Oldman will win? Yeah. Timothy Chalamet oh, could geez. win.
0: There's no biases there, right? Eh?
1: Could win. I, I well, think gonna... he had such a strong performance out of all five of them. Except uh, okay. Washington, you know what? I, I would say. He did put, put in a very strong performance.
0: Okay. I guess that's fair. This is actually a pretty stacked category if you think about it. Um, I, I'm going to say Gary Oman will win. I think, you know, you and I talked about it earlier. Um, you know, he was fantastic in the darkest hour. Um, he really became Winston Churchill. On who could win. Um. I'm gonna say daniel D. lewis like i thought he was fantastic in the phantom thread i think i think timothy chalamet was very good in calling by your name um but i think he'll have other opportunities and i think daniel Day lewis it would have been uh quite the uh quite the storybook ending if you know he took home best actor yeah. um you know in his last role yeah. but i think it's safe to say Gary Ullman will win I agree. best director And the nominees are Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Gomero Del Toro for The Shape of Water. I'm going to say who will win will be (laughs) Guaymo. I think so too. Guaymo Del Toro. I think who could win?
1: Christopher Nolan.
0: I think Jordan Peele, man. Get Out. Like, I think Get Out was just... From a direction standpoint, I thought it was very well put together. And I think, you know, if he was the sleeper in this, I wouldn't be surprised. Could be. Who do you think?
1: I, I'm i going to say Shape of Water and then Dunkirk.
0: Oh, then Christopher Nolan? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say from a direction standpoint, considering that movie, there was a touch on, you know, aspects that were both on land, sea, air. I think was a great way to sort of bring it all together. Hmm. Um, but yeah I could see that I could see that and now it's time for the main event so let's go through the nominees one last time before we officially close the book on Oscars 2018 it is Best Picture and the nominees are Three Billboards Outside Ebbing Missouri The Shape of Water The Post Phantom Thread Ladybird, Get Out, Dunkirk, Darkest Hour, and then Call Me By Your Name. Um, I'm going to say my pick to win Best Picture. Um, admittedly, it hasn't changed over the last four weeks since we've been talking about all these movies or since we've seen all these movies. I'm going to say three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri should win Best Picture. Will
1: win or could win? I think
0: it will win. Yeah. Um, I think it was fantastic. Great story. Um, very dark at times. Very comedic at times. Just an overall, you know, good movie to see. And, you know, a movie that you and I had bought tickets for by accident during TIFF. Um, but, you know, was probably one of the best decisions of our lives. And What?
1: That's bold, man. Well,
0: best decision of our lives best when it comes to watching movies. Best of our lives. When it comes to watching movies. Wow. Anyways. Wow. But that's my pick. On what could win, I, I'm going to say just three billboards. You know, I do what? like I do like the other nominees. Um, the one thing I will say is I don't think I saw a bad movie.
1: Fandom
0: Thread. I, I, I disagree. I thought Fandom Thread was pretty good. Um but what should or could win i don't know i gotta stick with three billboards like i guess calling by your name could be you no, know a slight second place um i think i think if you really want to make a statement and you know you want you want to be woke i think ghetto kim could win um but I don't know. I, I, shape of Water, I guess, could be something that shape wins. Shape of
1: Water will win it. The Oscar always picks the critic's favorite. And, and that, but that's shape three
0: billboards though. No, three,
1: it's the Shape of Water.
0: Three billboards was the critic's favorite.
1: No, that was only Tiff No,
0: but I'm three billboards crushed like, everything else too.
1: It's gonna be the Shape of Water for sure. So you're right? going. You... So I'm saying the Shape of Water will win it. Yeah. Three billboards could win it.
0: Okay, so I guess now... But
1: my favorite was Three Billboards, too.
0: Okay, so the news fair was Three Billboards. And then favorite,
1: Call Me By Your Name.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to say Three Billboards is going to win it. And what could win it is Shape of Water. And I guess you're going to say the reverse. So you think Shape of Water is going to win. Yeah. And Three Billboards could, could win. win it. All right, well, that puts a wrap on the 2018 oscar season i wanted to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to anu and i banter um you know do uh check us out on social media at nnanwa on twitter anu is at AnuSing underscore on twitter uh her and i will be uh tweeting and commenting on all things oscar during the telecast as well as uh Hopefully going to be enjoying some good wine, cheese, and and charcuterie during the telecast. Um, But yes, thank you so much for checking it out. Shout-outs to our sponsors, Adonis CrossFit and Colorblind Photography. Um, You you guys owe us uh, some funds. Um, Still haven't received any payment yet, but hopefully that will come soon. Anu, what are your thoughts? This is—we uh, are gonna close this baby out for one more season and then come back for the 2019 edition. But what are you gonna say to our listeners? Um, should we do a post-Oscars podcast talking about what went down at the show?
1: We could, but it's probably gonna come very
0: late. Yeah, because you're lazy. That's why.
1: I'm, it's Sunday night, and next week is pretty busy.
0: Actually you know what I, I want... Our
1: birthdays are next weekend Our
0: birthdays are next weekend So. And
1: then we're going to Blue Mountain the weekend after
0: So yeah there's no time And <laughs> so... by the time we actually get around to doing this like, Probably no one will care But uh, actually one last Oscar prediction huh. um, What time do you think this show will end tomorrow night? 11.59 It's gone later than that
1: Really? Beyond
0: 12? I believe it's gone later, later than 12
1: You think there are going to be any scandals? I don't think there are going to be any scandals. I feel like
0: they'll play on last year somehow, but I don't think there will be any scandals.
1: How many mentions of Me Too tomorrow? I hope there's a lot.
0: Probably will be a lot. Um, I'm actually really interested in, in seeing how Jimmy Kimmel handles his open. Um, you know, Jimmy Kimmel is, is one of the most vocal comedians out there. Like, he's used his late-night show to really share his opinions on how he feels about the world and mm. all the bad stuff that's been going on so I'm really curious to see how he sort of addresses everything but I'm going to say the Oscars go past midnight tomorrow night
1: cool we'll see
0: well that puts a wrap on us thank you guys for tuning in enjoy the Oscars uh, and uh, yes let us know your thoughts if you uh, were watching the movies as well um, Anu just you know, close it off with with a final thought thought on another twenty eighteen Oscars.
1: I wanna say the twenty eighteen Oscars is probably one of the better soundtracks.
0: Alright. <laughs> That's a wrap. Thank you so much. We will talk to you guys later.
1: I'm such a dud of a podcast.
0: You are Bye so long.
1: Fifteen minutes
0: Chill out. See you
1: guys. (laughs)